You're listening to The Joe Martino Show, a podcast dealing with all things emotional, relational, and human nature. Joe is a licensed counselor in the state of Michigan specializing in relationship therapy. He is also the author of the book, The Emotionally Secure Couple. All advice offered in this episode is offered for entertainment and educational purposes only. Enjoy the show. Hello, welcome to The Joe Martino Show. My name is Joe It is my pleasure to talk to you today. I'm very excited to talk to you about today's topic. And I have a question uh, from a listener about last week's episode that I want to address. And we're going to continue our talks about what does it mean to be human? How do we make the best possible choices and decisions that allow us to move forward in our lives in a way that is productive and beneficial to both us and society. Last week, I talked about five life lessons that we teach our children, that I try to teach to everyone, clients, people, everybody that I know, five life life principles that I think would be beneficial to guide your life, to guide my life, to guide your neighbor's life, your ex's life, everybody's life. This week, I want to talk to you about what we call three minds. Now, three minds, you'll hear a lot of this in a a lot of different settings, You'll hear about three minds in rehab. You'll hear about three minds in certain forms of dialectical behavior therapy. You'll hear about it in emotional therapy, which a lot of therapy revolves around different theories there. And you'll hear a little bit different versions of it wherever you go. But essentially, it boils down to, as humans, we have three minds. And for our purposes today, our mind, these minds that we're talking about are the minds that we operate out of, right? So I want you to do something. I want you to... If you're driving, just do it in your head with your eyes wide open and fervently paying attention to traffic, keeping an appropriate uh, zone of safety around your vehicle, approximately two to three seconds, both in front and back. If you're at a place where you can, at home with no children, trying to tear your place apart, uh, demanding supper, throwing peanut butter against the wall, etc., I want you to get out a sheet of paper and I want you to draw two circles that overlap. Welcome to the Venn Diagram. For those of you who don't know, the Venn diagram, also called primary diagram, set diagram, or logic diagram, is a diagram that shows all possible logical relations between a finite collection of different sets. It was uh, first introduced and or created by a fellow named John Venn, who was born on 4 August 1834. It's a very exciting thing. So you have two circles, you could have three circles, four circles, but wherever they overlap, it shows their relationships. So what we want is two circles. We want to label one logical mind, and we want to label the other emotional mind. Welcome to the two minds that you live out of, that everyone around you lives out of, uh, that everyone you've ever known lives out of. Typically, we appreciate one mind more than the other, right? To this point, we have not covered anything even coming close to rocket science. And we may appreciate one mind in certain situations more than we appreciate it in other situations. In other words, my friend Tom might be very logical when it comes to business and completely live out of his emotional mind when it comes to relationships. Meanwhile, his wife might be very logical in her personal relationships and very emotional in business, or they both might be very logical in their personal relationships, uh, except for their children, and they might be tempted to live out of their emotional mind with just their children and totally give that its undue, uh, or, or give it just you know uncritical acceptance. Well, this is what I felt, so this is it. Or they might just shut down feelings altogether, right? So let's talk about the emotional mind first. If you're living out of the emotional mind, you basically, whatever you feel is true. I was just talking to someone yesterday and they're like, 
If I feel it, I don't know how to act out of it. In other words, what they were saying to me was, whatever I feel, I do. Well, that's kind of scary because sometimes you might feel like stealing from your boss or having an affair, right? And those are obviously extreme, extreme cases. But people who live in the emotional mind, quite frankly, they can be dangerous to those they love. They can be dangerous to people they don't love. They just work with because they're ruled by their emotions. If you only live in your emotional mind and you're ruled by it, you have very little ballast. You have very little control. You have very little center point. You don't move through life very well. Uh, students who live by their emotions, they don't want to go to school. They don't go to school. They don't want to do their homework. They don't do their homework. In fact, most of our training of our children is to shape them to critically look at their emotions and move forward to say, okay, well, I'm feeling this, but does acting out of that feeling help me move in the direction that I want to move? And so what has happened in our society, I think as people who have been hurt by people who are ruled by emotion, is we've created this giant rift where either you're ruled by your emotions and your emotions drive you, or there are no emotions. Or all emotions matter, all emotions are legitimate, all emotions are valid, and we should live out of them. That's a dangerous place to be. Not every emotion I have is a valuable tool to help me improve my relationships around me. When I'm angry with my children, my emotional mind is going to tell me to act in a way that probably isn't beneficial. Uh, If I'm angry with my wife, my emotional mind is going to tell me to act in a way that isn't beneficial. If I know my wife's angry with me, my emotional mind is going to tell me to act in a way that isn't beneficial. Did you hear me move my coffee mug there? That little dot dot. So the emotional mind, it always amazes me when people don't ever stop and think, is what my emotion's telling me true? Now here, here, I want to be really careful here. I'm not saying the emotion isn't true, but is what it's telling you to do true? In other words, so your kids are acting up and you're in Costco and your emotional mind's telling you to yell because that's the best way to get them back under control. But is it? These minds that we're talking about, they act as filters to the world around us and they create meaning for us as we engage the world. And so it would behoove us to ask the question, is the filters that we're using that are being created out of our emotional mind, and quite frankly, when we get to the logical mind, it's going to be the same question. Is this filter a viable filter? Is it an appropriate filter? Is it actually something that is true and beneficial? Because if it isn't and we act out of it, we're in trouble. I knew a young man who was, well, a young man, I say he was in his late 20s, who had a felony for life because when he was 17, he had a brand new tricked out Mustang or Corvette, I don't remember. Uh, He had a lot of beer in the car. He had some marijuana in the car. He had been drinking. Um, The cops were going to pull him over for speeding. And he decided to run. His emotional mind said, run. And so he dropped the hammer. Some of you will know the movie I'm referencing there. And went as fast as he could until they caught him because you can't outrun Motorola. And they got him for felony evasion of something, 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 code, law, this, that. And for the rest of his life, he has a felony because he lived out of the emotional mind without engaging the logical mind. Right? People have died because their fear paralyzed them. That's living out of the emotional mind. I'm afraid of heights. When I go hunting, I have to climb trees sometimes. My body literally just wants to hug the tree and not move. 
That's not logical. And the emotion that I have is fear. The filter that it creates is not accurate. And if I live out of that entirely, I'm in trouble. Right? Uh, later today, I'm going to go talk to a bunch of teachers about the culture of their school and how they can change it, the changes that their administration's hoping they can make. One of the things that I'm going to have to find a way to challenge them on is the emotions that will come out of their emotional mind at the prospect of change, at the prospect of doing something different than how they used to do it. Think about the last time that someone criticized you legitimately. Like they legitimately said, hey, you're doing this and it could be different. Your Chances are your emotional mind kicked in and got angry. And if you ignore their legitimate criticism, you're going to come up with all sorts of excuses. Well, it's not what they said. It's how they said it. And all this other horse crap. But it's your emotions reacting to being criticized. And you're ignoring your logical mind. Now, let's talk about the logical mind. Remember your two circles, right? So that deals with the, the circle that says emotional mind. Now let's talk about the logical mind. I have a friend who told me a story about his three daughters. His oldest daughter is actually very much like my oldest daughter. She's very logical and very just matter of fact. And his youngest daughter is very much more emotional, less logical. They had a family cat. Uh, from the time that the youngest daughter was born, like so before that time, she was, they had the cat and that youngest daughter was born after that. So she grew up with this cat till like 12 when the cat passed away by a car accident. Uh, cat ran out in the road, car hit it on the head. Y you can do the math on that. And of course, the younger daughter's crushed. Uh, she is crying and she's upset the day it happens, the day after it happens, a week later, two weeks later. And uh, they're actually talking about coming, bringing her into my office, you know, for therapy. And the oldest daughter says to her, you know, you just need to get over it. Uh, I don't remember the cat's name, but whatever it was, we'll call it Buckles. Poor Buckles did die, but if you have to die, wouldn't you rather die instantly with a, with the car crushing your brain than, you know, a lot of cats die of old age or they got to go to the vet and be put down. And shockingly, this did not help the youngest daughter feel better about the situation. The oldest daughter committed the same problem. She lived purely out of the logical mind. Now, to her defense, she was 15 14, uh, maybe she was 12 and the youngest daughter was eight. She wasn't very old and she was just right around the cusp where we start thinking uh, at what we call secondary level thinking. Now, what she said was logically true, but it didn't engage the emotional mind at all. It only engaged the logical mind and it created a filter equally painful, equally unbeneficial, uh, not beneficial for the listener. You think about it, if you've ever had a loved one die, people tell you the dumbest things ever. My mom's been gone 16 years, and I'll hear things like, oh, well, she's in a better place. Not helpful. Well, she died young, but praise God, you know, she didn't live to see this thing. Not helpful. It's pure logic. Logic cannot address emotional pain. Try to explain love logically. It doesn't make logical sense. 
One of the problems in today's world is that we think we're very logical and we try to ignore emotions. We don't deal with dark emotions. If you feel bad, we come up with some logical truism to just push those dark emotions, those bad emotions, those emotions we don't like to the background. And it's about as helpful as throwing a popsicle at a, at a house fire. It does nothing beneficial. When we live out of our logical mind, we have a couple problems. One, we need our emotional mind. We need to engage it. That's part of what makes us human. But two, if we don't engage our logical mind with some critical questions, sometimes things that make very much logical sense to us are actually not logical. They're inaccurate. Or something could be logical, but still inaccurate. And so living out of our logical mind doesn't give us the experience or the opportunity to experience the true, full human experience. We need both. We need our emotions and we need our logic. When you live out of one mind, right? People, I said earlier that people who live out of their emotional mind are dangerous because they're unpredictable. But the truth is people who live out of only their logical mind are also dangerous because while they're typically predictable, they're usually jerks. They're people that you don't want to be around because they don't give you the opportunity to feel human. And quite frankly, they're usually not overly happy because happy is an emotion. They're not usually overly kind because while kind is an action, it comes out of an emotion which is I choose to see the best in each opportunity. And so as they engage the world, they're actually dangerous because they, they just want to cut off part of our bodies. It would be like saying, well, uh, my left side of my body isn't as strong as my right, so I'm going to cut my left hand off and my left foot off. We wouldn't do that. We need both. Well, I'm right-handed. Well, cut off your left hand. Then, Well, no, 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 I need both. Right? And the truth is we need both our logical mind and our emotional mind. When you live out of just the logical mind, you, you'll miss people's emotions. You'll miss their reactions. Quite frankly, I can be, I, I think we can all have a proclivity to both minds, and I would definitely say that's true of me, but I can be drawn to just the illogical mind. And as I engage that logical mind, I'll sometimes miss emotions. A couple weeks ago, I was having a debate with one of my interns over, uh, oh, device dependency, screen time addiction, that type of thing. If you've listened to this at all, if you know me at all, you know I don't really subscribe to that. He does. And as we were talking about it, um, I'm having fun. I think he's having fun. And then I took a look at his face. I'm like, oh, he's not having fun. Right? That, that's <laughs> my logical mind was like, oh, okay, da-da, here's his argument. Here's mine. My emotional mind like, was like, oh, this is fun. Right? So it's still engaged a little bit. But engaging my emotional mind means I look at my emotions and the person that I'm communicating with. And I was like, oh, crap. He's not. So I said to him, I said, so it looks like you're actually, I thought you were having fun and it doesn't look like you are. And then we had a conversation about that. Because if you can engage both your logical mind and your emotional mind, you're in the middle circle, right? So remember your two circles overlap. Where they overlap, we call that the wise mind. The wise mind, living out of the wise mind, is engaging both logic and emotion. It's, a, it's about engaging both what you see, so the if-thens of your world, and understanding the emotional implications of it. I feel this. Well, wait, let's talk about that in my logical mind. Oh, there's overlap. In my logical mind, I'm having a fun debate. Oh, but what's my, my friend that I'm having this debate feeling? Welcome to the wise mind. With your children, 
Right? One of the things that always amazes me is when our children express themselves in a chaotic manner, how many parents just join them? They start yelling and screaming at their five-year-old because their five-year-old's yelling and screaming. And what they're screaming at their five- and six-year-old is, stop screaming. That doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense because it only engages the emotional mind. Right? A lot of our debates about parenting, are you pro-co-sleeping or anti-co-sleeping? Uh, yesterday, I was talking to people who they have a family member who made the statement, people with this view of, of vaccines are idiots. No emotional mind engagement there. None. Zero. Zip. Nada. Without the benefit of balancing the two minds, balancing their logical mind with their emotional mind or balancing their emotional mind with their logical mind, typically when people start talking, they hurt people. When people start acting out of just the logical mind or the emotional mind, they hurt other people. That's what makes them dangerous. That's what makes the, the, the mandate to live out of our wise mind so important. Because if you only live out of one or the other, and one of the scary things is, is somebody living out of their emotional mind will make statements out of the logical mind. They'll make statements like, well, I only did this because. That's a logical defense, but it's actually rooted in the emotional mind. When you're angry, emotional mind, your logical mind can be suppressed. If you have an addictive type of behavior that's out of your emotional mind. But when you're arguing with yourself about it, you'll make all sorts of logical arguments. You'll make all sorts of false logical arguments. When you're living in your emotional mind, you'll give lip service to the idea of the emotional mind, but you'll try to do it in a logical way. And so what you want to do is you want to find the balance between the two. You want to approach it with, what's my logical mind say? What's my emotional mind say? How do I make the two of these work? How do I engage both my logical mind and my emotional mind to move forward in a way that benefits the people here, what I'm about to say, that benefits the people that are impacted by what I'm about to do? As you do that, what happens is you start to live out of your wise mind. And the more you live out of your wise mind, the better your life gets as far as things that we're typically talking about wanting to achieve. Right? There are people that spent their child's entire childhood living out of their emotional mind and they wonder why the child doesn't want to connect with them as an adult. Because every time your child did something that scared you that you didn't think was appropriate, you would engage your emotional mind and you would shame them. You would scream at them. I know this is hard to hear for some people, but it's truth. There are other people that they only live in their emotional mind because they're so afraid that they're going to screw their kids up that they don't ever actually balance that fear with logic. Right? I'll ask people, are you a good parent? Well, yeah. Well, why? And sometimes they can't tell me. That concerns me. Sometimes they can, but then they discount it. That concerns me. Right? You have to live out of both. Okay, so how does this work in real life for you? Here's what I want you to do. The next time you find yourself in a distressed situation, ask yourself, am I living out of my wise mind? Am I living out of my emotional mind? And where do the two intersect? What's my emotional mind telling me? What are the emotions that are driving me? What's my logical mind telling me? What are the uh, logical parts of this? And how, where do they intersect? And how do I live out of the place where they intersect? Right? So my daughter, let's just say she's not, but I'm going to use her as an example because she just likes something on my Facebook thing. Let's say that she is 
in trouble with a friend, not in trouble like, like let's say she's in distress with a friend. She's going through a hard time. My emotional mind says, just get her out of the pain. But my logical mind says, I have to encourage her to engage the pain and process it and move through it. Where they intersect is my wise mind. So I want to acknowledge her pain. When I'm talking to her, I want to acknowledge her pain. I want to acknowledge my pain about her pain. The fact that I feel that for her. That's my emotional mind. And I also want to acknowledge that one of the things that I believe is my job as a parent is to help her prepare for adulthood where she's going to have other things that create distress that she has to engage, that she has to process, that she has to move through. That's my logical mind. Where they intersect is where that conversation is born and I share it with her. All right, I hope this uh, podcast is helpful to you. I hope you enjoy it. I hope that it causes you to stop and think the next time you're living in distress, how do I engage both my emotional mind and my logical mind to move forward? If you have any questions, as always, please feel free to email me, info at joemartino.com, I-F-N-O at joemartino.com, and do put in the subject line, podcast. Otherwise, I might miss it. Uh, That particular email box is monitored by numerous people, and so we don't always catch it. So please email me uh, any questions. Put in the subject line, podcast. All right, I do have a question that came in from Lindsay from Greenville uh, about last week's episode. Lindsay writes, Dear Joe, I have a quick question for you about your podcast uh, on this date. I'm not sure that I agree with you regarding people who can't say no. It seems like you're saying that they're manipulative, and I'm not quite sure I understand that. How are they being manipulative? Regards, Lindsay in Greenville. All right, well, Lindsay in Greenville, which, by the way, if you send in an email, it's always nice if you tell me where you're listening from. Lindsay in Greenville, I want you to take out a sheet of paper, and I want you to draw a stick figure. This stick figure is you. Now I want you to draw an arrow moving away from the stick figure, and I want you to write the phrase, I always help everyone else, and I, put, I never say no. And I want you to put a box around that group, those groups of words. So kind of make that almost like a meme, if you will. I want you to draw one more arrow out. Above the arrow, I want you to write because. Now, here's my question. Why does a person never say no to anyone else and always say yes? What's the answer to the because? Right? So you could write because question mark if you wanted. I'm submitting to you. It's because they don't like other people being mad at them. They don't want other people to be frustrated with them. And so in the end, they're actually the beneficiary of what's going on. They are the ones who actually benefit by them saying, by them never saying no. So they're not saying no because they want the other person to benefit. They want the other person to benefit so that they benefit. That's the definition of manipulation. If you're the end beneficiary of what you do for someone else, and that's why you're doing it, there's probably a problem. Now, not always, right? So like, you know, well, yeah, yeah, I think always even probably I, sitting here. It's difficult for me to come up with a situation where it wouldn't be manipulation. If you have one, I'd love for you to email me and let me know. But like, think about it. I was going to say a coach, right? So a coach does things and he or she wants to win and that looks beneficial to them. But even there, if all your coach is about is winning, it's manipulation because coaching should be about what's best for the kids. And what's best for the kids, bringing this full circle, isn't always feeling good about themselves. 
but it can't be all logic either. And well, we have to win. There has to be a balance there. You have to pull apart the two. So when you can't say no, is it because like, like why? I, I'd want to know why. Why can't you say no? What, what's the motivation? Almost all the time is, well, I don't want them to be mad at me. Well, that's manipulation then. All right. Thanks a lot for writing in, Lindsay from Greenville. Uh, hopefully, I'll be able to share some exciting news about the Joe Martino Counseling Network and Greenville with you in the very near future. But that's for another day. Thanks so much for listening today. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's show, please share with a friend. Give us a rating on the iTunes store. And if you have a question for a future show, feel free to send us an email at info at You can also go to joemartino.com and click on the Contact Me page. Until next time, remember, change possible.